Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, the podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. It's September. It is. Holy <laughs> shit. It's like fall. I mean, I know it's not technically It's not quite, yet, but, but it felt fall. like fall today. I don't know it if did. you've been outside, but like, oh, that little breeze. I know. I was outside last night with the dogs, too, and I was like, ooh, I can feel it in the air. It's coming for us, and I'm so ready. So ready. I just want to stop sweating for, like, a month. <laughs> I know. Same here. But thankfully, I, as you can see, I got uh, my first COVID post, like, since COVID started, haircut. Um, and so I feel a lot lighter, and my neck is a lot cooler. So yeah, that is a plus, at least. We're <laughs> going in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, you got to get a new do for, like, all the fall festivities that you're going to have inside your house. Exactly. In my house alone with just me and my husband. Yeah. You got to be comfy, though. Yeah, exactly. So, Jillian, what have you been watching lately? Oh, my God. So I've gotten really back into TV this week and I don't know why or what did it to me, but I was just like in a TV mood. I was like, podcasts? No. Movies? Mm, Maybe, but mostly TV. So Mm -hmm. we finished up Ted Lasso, which was really good. I definitely recommend it, even if you don't like sports ball. Okay, good, because I do not, so I was wondering if I would at all be interested in it. Yeah, no, most of it's just like how Ted Lasso doesn't understand the sport that he's coaching, so you also don't need to understand the sport he's coaching. That's good, that's good, because I don't, I won't. It's very sweet and wholesome and like, oh, look, people can just be nice to be nice. Wow, what a new concept. It doesn't doesn't feel real right now. Um. Then we watched everything that's been released so far of Nine Perfect Strangers, which is um, Leanne Moriarty uh, mystery mm-hmm. wellness retreat, which is great. Oh, my God. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to watch it. I have the book and I wanted to read the book first, but I've been reading so slow that I don't I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. I might just watch the show. Yeah. Um, but either way, I will watch it soon because I want to watch it. And I know Kyler would probably want to watch it, too. So it'd be a good show for both of us. It's such a weird show because it's like, oh, this is really relatable. But then it just like everything just like turns into the weird. <laughs> so, I love that, though. That's that's like a recipe for perfection, honestly. A little bit of weird. Yeah. And then my trash that I have watched this week. I'm so ashamed of myself. I did it. I, I talked about wait. it last week because I saw it and we made fun of it. And then I turned it on and I watched Naked and Afraid of Love. <laughs> I've never seen any Naked and Afraid before in my whole life. I don't really like the regular Naked and Afraid that much because, like, once you have, like, once you see, like, a couple episodes, you're just like, okay, so they're naked and, like, bugs bite them in the coochies and they're afraid and, you know, whatever. Like, how different can they be? Yeah, exactly. And I was just kind of like, meh. And, like, all the people who would go on the Naked and Afraid show were like, oh, I'm an experienced outdoorsman and I know how to, like make a house out of one cow or something it's like that's (laughs) not the people i want to see on this show exactly so naked and afraid of love did that where it's like basically two like two people as like a couple got dropped off in two different like in like a few different places and then they all finally found their ways to each other to then start the really like big mingling but like there are people in there who've never been camping there's people who are like really good at water but really bad at land like oh my god it's so much but yeah discovery plus if you want to have just like a really brainless naked and afraid time where you wonder how much money the blurry man 
editor gets for all of the coochies and the hoochies sticking out. Yeah, that's got to be a, I mean, that's got to be a, a lot of work for one person yeah. to do. That's like, yeah. the whole, like, they're constantly naked. Isn't that the whole point of the show? <laughs> yeah, and they, like, squat down in front of the camera and stuff. Like, people are just, like, over it by, like, day two. They're like, I'm hot, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I don't care that I'm naked. I'm just flinging it around. Yeah, yeah. Um. Wow, that's a lot. But yeah. it sounds cool. That one sounds definitely more like something I would enjoy than like the regular naked. Yeah. Crate. Yeah. Much more like interpersonal drama versus exactly. just being attacked by mosquitoes and red ants. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the shit I want. Like a little bit of both, please. Yeah. 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 I want everyone to be afraid of the red ants together. <laughs> right. Oh God. I had a horrible red ant experience when I was a little kid. Yeah. And um, I was at a rest stop in like Kentucky, I think. And I stood under a tree and a whole, I stood, I didn't know it, but I stood on a red ant farm thing. Oh, yeah, hill. Yeah. Hill. And they all climbed up my knees and it was awful. And thanks, there was like a doctor there, thankfully, that like had ointment that he could help me that I wasn't like dying, but it was awful. So horse paste, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, bad. Yeah. Red ants are bad. I've only ever really had red ant experiences in gas stations, too. Like, you step over the curb or something, and they're all there. Because the gas stations, I guess, are like, fuck, we don't care. (laughs) Yeah, they're just fucking hanging out. That's where they they get their their, their people. That's where they get their prey. That's where they get their prey. Fuck Um, them. Fuck them. I hate red ants. And also, I I would not do well on Naked and Afraid of Love. I could do, like, Dressed and Afraid of Love. But, man, I could not deal with, like, ants in my butthole uh wow me either but my first thought was oh yeah i definitely couldn't because where would i put my insulin pump yep (laughs) my real first fear was i would die of skin cancer (laughs) yeah exactly i feel like i need my my two personal items are just sunblock and more sunblock because i'd be dead by day two (laughs) god yeah no thanks uh yeah i'm not cut out for that kind of thing but Mm -mm. i'm glad there are some people that are i guess that can entertain us yeah, exactly. And just be really weird in the jungle. <sighs> so, what have you been watching? I have also watched kind of a lot of TV this week. Hell yeah. I always love it when I ha- actually like have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I hate it when I'm just like, oh uh, yeah, I've just been re-watching Degrassi. Like, okay, <laughs> I've just been watching cool. True Blood. <laughs> Get over it. But um, I've actually watched a couple of new things. So I don't know how we started watching this. I think Kyler just start- put it on and we just kind of got into it. It's mm-hmm. called The Chair. And it's on Netflix. Okay. Yep. And it's... Um, it has uh, Sandra O oh is the lead, and she is the first um, woman of color chair of an English department at a college. Yeah. And it's like a whole clusterfuck. <laughs> and it's like a comedy, but then it also has like some obvious like social commentary and stuff. Yeah. And it's only like six episodes, and they're only 30 minutes each. So it's like you could watch it in one day. But it was, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I've heard of it, but we have heard from other people who work in academia that it hits a little too close to home. So <laughs> yeah, I can definitely we haven't put that. it in the August rotation since work has been so stressful. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, I wouldn't probably recommend it for you right now. But as somebody who, like, I only worked in, like, public libraries, so mm-hmm. I'm not as scarred with, like, academia. <laughs> so it was it was mostly just, like, entertaining for me. But I recommend it. It was good. 
And the other thing I've been watching is very different, a completely different note. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the National Geographic 9-11 documentary series that has been released. Okay. It's called 9-11, one, uh, one Day in America, I think. Uh-huh. And holy shit. Okay, so 9-11. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting into this now. It is. Like, I just feel like as somebody, like I was nine when 9-11 happened. I was a kid. I just feel so desensitized to it all. Mm-hmm. Not just 9-11. I feel like mass casualties events in general. But yeah. 9-11 in particular, like I've we've seen it over and over again. Not that it's not horrifying. It is. Yeah. But like it's but this documentary was probably like the most I've never felt so like fucked up about 9-11 after watching this like it it really goes in depth like the whole premise of it is telling all of these survivor stories like throughout the day it literally just follows the day it doesn't go into like the ramifications of 9-11 it's just the day Uh and some of the it's just it's really really disturbing so I definitely recommend it but like with the caveat that like it's rough it goes there it's rough but it's yeah. really, really good. And like I said, it, it's all like firsthand survivor experience. It's not like experts or whatever. It's people who were there and experienced it. So it feels very real. Yeah. And it was fucked up. And there's a lot of footage like of inside the building that I had never seen before that has never uh-huh. been released before. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, recommend it. But it's fucked up. Yeah. I watched the 2002 one documentary about it. This was called 9-11, but like two or three years ago. Cause I was like, I'm feeling desensitized to this kind of like big thing. Like yeah. you were saying. And, um, the 9-11 documentary from 2002, the filmmaker was there mm-hmm. and they had like footage of like stuff outside and everything. But then they also compiled everybody else's like phone footage and stuff of things mm-hmm. happening. And there's no like voiceover or anything. It's just, like an hour and a half of just like what was happening minute by minute yeah. and holy yeah. shit by the end of it i was like okay cool i'm i got it again i got it again i know i get it yeah, yeah. i'm back to be having feelings <laughs> i feel like it was it was a good reminder for me of like just the 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 gravity of the situation mm-hmm. because it's just 9-11 is just such a like it's a thing that happened in our lives but it it doesn't it's i don't even know it doesn't feel real doesn't feel like yeah i think because i I mean we were young you were nine i was 11 right and i mean i had already been (laughs) oh my god we're (laughs) 9 11 (laughs) the truth comes out (laughs) um and i i don't know i think i'd already been desensitized because i grew up near columbine and that seemed real big and that was like two years before right so i think i was just like this little like small traumatized child already and i was just like this is fucked up all right, glad I get to go yeah. home early from school because I feel weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, like as a nine-year-old, I like got it, but I didn't get it at all. Like mm-hmm. I understood like something big was happening, but I didn't understand how many people had died. I didn't understand how many people were affected by it, not just the people who had died, but then also like what it meant. I, it's like there's just so much to it, and it's like it's hard as a kid to get that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, this nine eleven will be the. 20th. First, the twentieth nine eleven, but also the first nine eleven that we're not at war with Afghanistan, yeah, which is pretty fucking weird feeling. Fucking crazy, yeah. It's it's just weird. It's just a weird weird thing. And then like, I don't even know. It's like crazy to think now because I I think 
I always thought that 9-11 would be like the biggest thing that happened in my life. But then like, wow, nope. 2020, like COVID, which like has affected the whole world. Yeah. And then that I think that that also like I remember back in like December and January when like the death tolls were at what, like 4,000 a day. And yeah. I, and one like, nine yeah, that's a day. Yeah. And then so it doesn't that that in and of itself, I think, made me think, oh, yeah, 9-11, like it sucked. But like. Oh, but COVID's awful. But I, so I think that watching like this documentary really like helped me to be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, <laughs> fuck this, this, and not just like the people that had died, but like the people who were there and who were affected by it and the people who are like going to suffer long-term health effects because of the mm-hmm. debris and like people who are most certainly going to get cancer because they were stuck in the class. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, it was, I, I think it was a good, a good thing for me to watch it put things better into perspective for me personally yeah well and we did just recently hit a 9-11 worth of deaths in west virginia from rona yep yeah which i mean west virginia is not a very populated state so (sighs) it's a big deal fuck it what a world we live in (laughs) i know who would have thought that 9-11 would be like not the biggest event of our lifetime yeah that's what i'm saying like it's just crazy to think about that because yeah i couldn't imagine anything that before 2020 i couldn't imagine anything that big happening again that had like that big of a change yeah in our world but it's like nope <laughs> like damn yeah. i don't even I mean, know we're still playing fucking luggage fees and shit from 9-11 like mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's a lot and it really got it grappled onto by political parties yeah it's been it's been great things are things are going great yeah um i would also like to before we get started on the actual meat of the show say yeah um, fuck the gop yeah yeah just putting that out there Mm -hmm. they're all my body my choice about your vaccines but not about actually my body my choice right yeah they care about the baby when it's inside the mom but not when it's born then it could be exposed to covid and die who fucking cares and they're all like oh man that baby that baby could have cured cancer and you're like yeah that mom could have cured cancer too if she didn't have to drop out of school because she's pregnant so go fuck yourselves (laughs) (sighs) abortion is a personal choice everybody else stay the fuck out of it yeah just because you personally don't wouldn't get an abortion doesn't mean it's wrong for other people too and so Mm -hmm. Anyway, we that was some heavy shit. We can stop talk we let's stop talking about 9/11 and abortions and let's just get into talking shit about fundies. Hell yeah. Because we got some shit to talk about today. We got so much shit and I do not do not know what I would do without you. Megan. Great segue, Jillian, because that is the of course it is. That is the episode title for the first episode we're covering. This <laughs> uh episode because god (laughs) they're just so bad we say it every time but it's just remarkable how much worse they keep getting Uh uh-huh and this one really gets worse for me because this is actually something that someone wrote in the show as like a real affirmation of affection with some donuts Mm -hmm. yeah and it wasn't even like for like a little cute valentine card which like Mm -mm. sure whatever no Mm -mm. so Tori and Bobby are getting ready to celebrate, like, their first anniversary of, like, knowing each other, being together, kind of. But they're not courting, so it's kind of weird, you know. Yeah, I don't really understand the Bates courtship stuff, because they still call each other boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're not courting. 
Which yeah, I guess I don't is really... healthier, like, that they're boyfriend, girlfriend, and then they can move on to another step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely better to have, like, a, at least a little bit of time for them to get to know each other, even if it is a little bit gray in terms of what they are. But, yeah, I don't really get it either. Like, what's the what's the point? I just, yeah. I, it's just, it's just weird to me. Yeah, like, I guess it's just kind of like doing a promise ring for a relationship right. or whatever like this is my intention this is the way i want to go with you i guess which is better than hey i just met you <laughs> right or like going steady which i feel like is an old-fashioned thing that like yeah used to happen or at least it does in old-fashioned tv shows and stuff so yeah i don't know i wasn't there but <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. i guess kind of like the same type of thing like a pre-engagement thing but i it just yeah. seems weird and it's just like especially weird because that all is controlled by whatever the dad thinks right so the family is planning a like family vacation to pensacola florida and i guess that is that where bobby lives i know he lives in florida yeah it's where he goes to school he went he goes to pensacola for school and he lived somewhere fucking else but it's florida so there's only 20 places i know (laughs) exactly so uh obviously they're planning on seeing bobby there and i almost called her carlin tori (laughs) fully expects like this is when he's gonna ask get out of the situationship and get into a courtship yes exactly how exciting (laughs) so exciting at like 16 years old i don't know how old she actually is in this well she's in college so she's at least 18 you'd think um yeah i would say I don't know. They just all look like they're 16. They do. And it's, and they're all very sheltered. So it's hard to, hard to tell. She was born in 1995. Okay. And this was like, okay. So she was like, they got married in 2017. Okay. So this was like, she was like 20, 21. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's fine, but you're still a baby child. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's still very young to get married. Yes. Um, but whatever. Anyway, so Kelly calls Bobby on the phone to discuss their plans for the trip. Um, and this is where we learned that Bobby had never heard of courtship before uh-huh. he started, like, was interested in Tori. Which, can you imagine, like, not being raised with this and just, like, going along with it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I thought about that this whole episode. And I was like, this dude, man. Like, I guess because it's similar enough to, like, asking for a person's dad to give their hand in marriage that maybe it's not that weird to just like regular christians but I guess. still fucking weird very weird you'd think that man i don't know maybe he just really likes tori but yeah you'd think that that would be like a big red flag because <laughs> right? it certainly would be for me yeah if they were like no you've got to ask my dad like if you can date me i'd be like Mm-mm. no i don't yeah, not even if you could marry me, which yeah. is still weird to me, but like if you can date me, if you can if I'm allowed to see you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still not allowed to kiss. Yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, gross. Do you think Bobby is gonna be the Jeremy of the Gates family? I don't know. He doesn't seem that annoying. He seems no. like a more normal than Jeremy. Like he just seems like a normal dude. That's I don't fair. I haven't had any alarm bells ring. Okay. I was just going Yet. for like less fundy upbringing. Yeah, that is that fundies, is true. So he might get weird. 
from that angle, yeah, and he could he could get weird. Like you never know. Marriage yeah. changes people. Yeah. Well but... being around really, really self assured, self righteous men really changes stuff for you too. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. But I don't know. So far, the only person on this show comparable to Jeremy to me is Lawson. Yeah. So And he really does kick it up. He oh my god, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bobby is looking forward to entering a courtship with Tori. Like we said, he's like hoping to solidify things a little bit and make Mm -hmm. their relationship seem a little bit more serious, which will be good. Get Gil's approval. Yeah. Nah. Wow. But um, Bobby's parents are also coming out to meet them. Mm -hmm. All of them. Because Tori's met his parents apparently quite a few times, but the Bates' parents haven't met the Smith parents which his name is bob smith yeah like can you get a more like milk john doe ass name yeah like you could never look up bobby smith in the phone book because there's like 500 robert or bob smiths i'm sure yeah damn yeah that's like stealth yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um some of the older kids go over to i guess the house that they're staying in in Pensacola to mm-hmm. help Bobby kind of decorate because he wants to set the scene for the weekend and yeah. really make it known that he like he's not trying to hide the fact that he's going to ask this question which I think is probably good because mm-hmm. like it's clear that it's going to happen yeah. but it's also all really corny <laughs> oh yeah it's corny as shit <laughs> like but whatever I guess some people like that mm-hmm but yeah, they do balloons and little like messages and all kinds of shit. One of them said, "In in the courtroom, you're guilty of stealing my heart." Um, okay. <laughs> and um, he wanted to recreate the weekend they met. So there was like rose petals or an upside down umbrella. I don't really know what event that is, but <laughs> the rose petal rain. You don't know about yeah, it? that you catch with your umbrella. Exactly. <laughs> That's what happens in Florida. I don't know. But then they also had the donuts with, I do not know what I would do without you. Right. Yeah. Tori comes in and sees everything and is very excited. And, oh, she's so in love with with young Bob Smith. Um, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> so, Robert. So, yeah, it ends with him asking her to a sunset dinner the next day, which is a hint for things to come. Yeah. He's going to have to, like, put on a show for engagement if this is what you're just doing for courtship. For real. Yeah. Like, the, we, I think we talked about this when uh, Nathan uh, was asking Ashley to court. Uh-huh. And it's like, at least in this situation, Tori knows that it's just a courtship. Like, he's going to yeah. be after and not a proposal. But, like, yeah, it's like, damn, guys, like, scale back a little bit. Yeah, you know, take her to a date or something and ask her nicely. And just like, do this whole decoration thing, and at the end, be like, "Would you like to go steady with me?" Or however you yeah, ask exactly. her in a courtship. Like, this is the thing where it's like, "Oh, you know, look, I did this cute little room design for you. Cool. Should we be boyfriend girlfriend?" That's like asking to the prom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's a, a little over the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So the first family activity of the trip is putt putt. Which is a classic family activity at the beach. Um, oh, Bobby was giving Tori some like lessons uh, mm-hmm. on how to hold, you know, and it was getting pretty awkward. 
he um he, I loved it when he told her to straddle evenly uh-huh. which um yeah wow and then he says the phrase don't break your elbows because he was trying to tell her to straighten her elbows and that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard like I don't understand <laughs> don't break what... your elbows yeah I was like is this breaking my elbows like if I like, misunderstood a lot of my human life yeah you break your elbow every time you bend it did you not know that new fracture every time doing those crunches these are really crunches right the bicep curls to crunch your elbow yeah uh, i don't know fitness with jillian and megan don't break your elbows (laughs) don't break your elbows did you have anything else to say about putt putt Um, it was pretty short yeah it was pretty short it was fine um they did mention at one point during this i think that they're like Originally, we had the six-inch rule for courting, where you couldn't be within six inches of each other. But Tori and Bob, you definitely don't follow that. Ew. Mm-hmm. Also, gross. Six inches of each other. Like, I hate that. Yeah. I hate it, too. I just hate all the, like, weird controlling aspects of fundamentalism. But that's... It's bad. <laughs> We're getting down it's to bad. the little bones of it now. Yeah, for real. So the next day, the family goes on a dolphin cruise, and Alyssa and John and Allie get to join them for this since they also live in Florida, which was nice. So I'm sure Alyssa's real excited to be pregnant on a boat. Oh, God. <laughs> I would not I would not be doing good if I were her. I don't think she was doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's lots of screaming going mm-hmm. on. Um, there's lots of dolphins, and every time they see a dolphin, everyone screams, and it's a lot. Yep. Um. Uh, lots of Tori, Tori and Bobby were in the back little corner of the boat, and one of the smaller girls came up and was like, "Leave a little room for the Holy Spirit," because apparently oh, yeah. Tori used to be the chaperone boss. Yeah, that's what Gil and Kelly were saying that she's getting a taste of her own medicine because uh-huh. she used to always be the like tattletale, like, "Oh, they're standing too close to each other." Um, but yeah, now she doesn't seem to be minding. Nope. You know, breaking those rules a little bit, and the other girls are calling her out, which is good. Yeah, everybody gets what they <laughs> came for. I mean, not that I think that those rules should exist, but yeah, it's fair play when you're right. siblings. It's fair play. <laughs> exactly. It's you know that's like part of your role as a sibling. Like you have to be the tattletale. Annoying yeah, you gotta bug the shit out of you. You're like your sister and her boyfriend nonstop. What's the point? I yeah, didn't even have exactly. siblings, and I know that's cool. <laughs> yeah come on it's just common sense it's human nature yeah <laughs> um and then during the this cruise bobby kind of takes the parents to the side and gives them the lowdown on his plan for dinner which is when he's planning to ask her mm-hmm. the big question the big question pop the question mm, but not that question no <laughs> So then next up, Bobby lined up some parasailing for some of the older kids to do. Mm-hmm. This did look fun. I would do this. It did, yeah. <laughs> I would do it too, for sure. I'm not a very like daring, adventurous person, but this seems like chill enough for me to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very funny that they said that it was nice to be 600 feet away from everybody else because that's how high up in the sky you get. And I can yeah. definitely see that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially during COVID times. Like... Six feet is not enough. Let's do 600. Just tug me along behind the wedding party in a parasail. Exactly. (laughs) So Bobby and Tori go up together first. 
and it's like a beautiful view up there very like picturesque and scenic and romantic and Tori's kind of like expecting him to ask the question while he's up in the air there's lots of tension but obviously nothing happens yeah because he said he was gonna ask at the sunset dinner on the beach <laughs> yeah like that's definitely like when he said that in the when he was setting up the room and he was like i'm gonna take you to the sunset dinner like that should have been your clue that it's gonna happen at the sunset dinner uh-huh because i mean i get it don't plan to do it on like parasailing or whatever because what if someone doesn't like it or what if it doesn't happen or what if yeah. it's a bad experience you don't want to hinge all of your relationship on an extreme sport exactly yeah something something less like high stakes like dinner yeah. sunset dinner yeah that's what you do yeah so then Carlin and Josie go next parasailing <laughs> and again there's a lot of screaming a lot of screaming but then Carlin's like can I let go and she just feels the call of the void and like fucking ragdolls up there and I'm like I get that I understand <laughs> that yeah yeah <laughs> it looked fun I, I want to do it it definitely. did yeah the next time we're like free from the pandemic we're gonna go to like Mexico and parasail or something Hell yeah, let's do it. So while the kids are parasailing, the parents are kind of helping set up the dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's not going well because guess what? It's the baits. Yeah. And they can't plan for shit. Yeah. They're like walking down the beach with all this fucking shit. Like Bobby seems like he doesn't have a very good planning skill either. Because he's just like, yeah, I want to make this nice dinner on the beach. And so then they just have to schlep it forever. It yeah. feels like. With all of the like pillows and tables and chairs and dishes and everything. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah, it was just it was a it was a lot. Yeah, the the I guess the girls are in charge of like setting up the area and the guys are going out to get Outback Steakhouse carry out for dinner. Which <laughs> gets yeah. you a blooming onion. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> um, and as per usual, the baits, they're all late and they haven't planned out any logistics. So mm-hmm. it was very stressful. And it was a like big question on if things were going to be set up in time for them to get there before the sun actually sets, because mm-hmm. the sun isn't on baits time. OK, nope. it does its thing. Got the late baits <laughs> and we got the sun that literally does the same thing every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Like it was kind of like un- it was anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. after yeah, all the sound and fury they like rolled in and they're like oh this is nice they're already basically hid behind the dunes <laughs> after they set right. it up yeah. um bobby got her an infinity symbol because they always saved forever like an infinity symbol bracelet mm-hmm. they're gonna be together forever hey at least it's better than cowboy boots so yeah at least it's something that's like based on their relationship and likes <laughs> and dislikes right exactly and not something she's specifically said she will never get yeah i mean i get it i like a cowboy boot but those things can hurt yeah hell no i'm not i'm not no and you might get mistaken for a bigot exactly that's the biggest that's the biggest no for me big risks (laughs) but yeah after he like asks the question uh the parents just uh, materialize from behind the dudes and they pray together Uh of course don't they always um, uh, Kelly thinks that Tori and Bobby are the next Kelly, Joe, and Gil. They remind me of themselves. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. It's scary. I don't know. I hope they don't have 19 kids. They already have three, though, and it's not been that long. Yeah, they got married in 2017. They got married in 2017. They have three kids. Jesus. Uh, That's many. <laughs> That's many kids. That's a lot. 
don't know. Then everybody's all goofy and feeling weird, and they do a little talking head, and they're like, well, what's the next step in the relationship? And he's like, another conversation with Gil, I guess. Big talk. A big talk with Gil. A large talk. Large talk. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean... They seem happy together, so yeah. good for them. But And it was nice that he did some thoughtful stuff both for her and the yeah. family. Like, he seems like a legit dude. Yeah. Yeah, he seems, th- I mean, he seems fine. I don't have any, Yeah, like maybe, I said, I don't get any ben. Jeremy. Maybe he's, maybe he's what? A Ben. Yeah. Yeah, he, I could de- he definitely feels more Ben than Jeremy to me. Yeah. Ben is just like a Go with the flow. harmless just vibing. stoner dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next episode is called Shakeups, Steaks, and Showtime. They just really have a way with these. Because I would have been like, I, I would have wanted to have everything to have ups, but they went next level on this. Yeah, they did. They did. They <laughs> they have they have it all. They have all the tricks memorized. They know they know what to do. They're right in the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> so Lawson finally gets a shipment of his CDs before his first show. And um, this particular version of this CD is special for this Knoxville, I think, show that they're doing Mm -hmm. because there's like a bonus track with kids from the Children's Hospital, of course. Uh But they didn't say anything like how it supports the Children's Hospital. Like they didn't say like a dollar for every purchase goes to the Children's Hospital or anything. Like, I don't know. Feels a little shady. I'm assume I would hope and assume that like proceeds are going to it. And if that's the case, then I don't have a problem with this. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it, they didn't explicitly come out and say those things. Mm-hmm. So and it didn't say it on the insert. It was just like, this was made to bring awareness to the children of the Tennessee Children's Hospital. And I'm like, give them money. Yeah. Give them money. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, if you're if you're going to donate a portion of the proceeds or whatever, That's 100%. Chill. Good job, Lawson. Yeah. But if you're just doing it so more people, like, it seems like that's what's going to happen and that would maybe persuade more people to buy a CD, like, that ain't cool. Yep. Anyways, it has a November 10th <laughs> release date and it's finally here. Oh, thank God. Yeah, his his album is called What Country Means to Me. Okay. Why do we care, Lawson? <laughs> I was going to say, why would anyone care what country means to this how old is he 20 some year old hick from tennessee with no education and nothing like barely any experiences because he's very sheltered like what i buy why do i care what country means to me i would buy willie nelson's one i'd buy you know who i would buy i would buy fucking dolly parton's yes yes dolly parton that is that is somebody i want to know what country means to them not lawson bates not fucking lawson bates no one cares lawson you haven't made it yet (laughs) Um, so the only other non-Lawson thing, can we talk about this real Uh quick before we get into the other stuff? The only other non-Lawson thing that happens in this episode is Zach and Whitney go on a date night to Ye Olde Steakhouse. (laughs) It's just the most rural steakhouse name that I could ever come up with. And they just did it. They just named the place Ye Olde Steakhouse. Ye Olde Steakhouse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard Kyler use the phrase Ye Olde Steakhouse, but to refer to like Outback uh-huh. or like Texas Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. Not um, <laughs> not an actual place called Ye Olde Steakhouse. Not opening in downtown Barbersville next year. Ye Olde Steakhouse. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. I wouldn't be surprised. We yeah. already have like Main Street Deli and like yeah yeah 
But this is a very special restaurant to Kelly and Bates. Be- Kelly and Bates. Kelly, Kelly and Gil. <laughs> because every time Kelly would have a baby, Gil would reward her with a steak dinner from Ye Olde Steakhouse. You get one steak per baby to help with the anemia. <laughs> one steak per baby at least she i was gonna ask like what if she had twins she didn't have twins but if she were like michelle would she get two steaks that she night should. she should this whole like ye old steakhouse just got even more depressing to me when whitney's like i just never would imagine when i was in high school that i would have to be married and have two kids by 23 and she said it and I not know. like a, i'm excited that my life is going faster than expected way yeah she was like uh i mean i love it but it's like uh sure yeah, she had to, like, stop and think about what she said and was like, oh, wait, that doesn't sound good. Doesn't but, yeah, sound- it's like, I mean, yeah, that's that's really young to be married with two kids. Yeah. And and to know that, and the worst part is, like, that's, like, the rest of her life is going to be like that. At least, at least that's what, like, yeah. the fundy lifestyle. That's the plan. Her. Right. And uh, I can't imagine how... Um, stifling that must feel yeah yeah i don't know i don't like it i can see like it's fine if you want to start a family and get married that young i guess but i don't like it i don't like it either and it's especially disturbing in these situations just because you know that this is the only like lifestyle they've been exposed to they really weren't given alternatives to consider and if she were like hey i want to do this thing the answer would probably be no Right, yeah. Yeah, it's it's less, I mean, I personally think it's not super smart to get married super young, but, like, if it's less concerning to me when it's not in this yeah environment of, like, it's just not like having a choice. just, like, high school sweethearts like, I just can't live without you, and they're like, whatever, that's fine. Just, that's right. my own decision. It hasn't been forced on you by a church run by a pedophile. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and then, like, mo- like those people, like at least they have the option of like divorce is like a, an acceptable thing yeah. to most people these days but yeah. not to fundies so nope. there's like no escaping it once they get into it Ugh. like at least if you get married at 21 and realize you don't you're not made for each other you guys can just get divorced and like it sucks i'm not saying that's yeah. nothing but like it's, it's possible to have enough yeah right um yeah anyway it was it was like very like uh-huh. disturbing the whole thing was very like uh because then they go on and start talking about how Zach's working the day shift now, and that means he gets to have nights with the kids and stuff more. Mm-hmm. But then they reveal that Whitney never wanted him to be a cop. And so I'm sure yep. this dude just fucking wheedled and was like, I'm going to do it. I don't care. You're the way. Yeah. yeah. Which is fucked. Because, yeah, like, if you... It's one thing if, like, you're a cop already and you get married and then the person's like, I don't want you to be a cop. That's not... Okay. Yeah. But, like, if you, you guys are already married or together like you should be making these decisions together like they, they directly impact each other's lives yeah and like so... even not even getting into like the left of center criticisms of policing right being a cop can be a dangerous job yeah especially out with nut burgers in tennessee like i'm i mm-hmm. think that he would get shot or something and like obviously working three twelves per week and having right, a totally yeah. shitty schedule where you can't help your wife with the day-to-day for multiple days a week um, yeah it's gross yeah i yeah yeah it was very like it was supposed to be like a nice romantic date between zach and whitney but it just felt very yeah ominous it into and... like an accidental therapy session 
Pretty much. <laughs> but then we go back to Lawson, oh, who Lawson. is in downtown Knoxville with Carlin, uh, putting up flyers to promote his show. And that that's when Lawson asks Carlin to go on tour with him, basically, and at least do the first performance of the Emily Ann's part because she can no longer be part of the show. Mm-hmm. Which, so, in and of itself, I want to know why Emily Ann can't be part of the show when she's, like, local to Nashville. This is Knoxville. It's not right. very far. Like, was she just yeah, like, exactly. Oh, what happened in this year that made the Bates untouchable to regular country stars? <laughs> For real. But, yeah, Carlin you could tell she like doesn't want to do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she tentatively agrees like pending they have a decent rehearsal together and it doesn't sound awful which of course i actually what think that car i was gonna say i just which we'll get into this in a second but i actually think carla sounds a lot better than lawson just in general (laughs) so i like i don't think she should be nervous like she's pretty good singer yeah I just think it's fucking insane. First of all, they're flyering, and he's asking her this, and it's two days until the show. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, that is not okay. He complains later about, like, how stressful all this stuff is, and I'm like, you could make it less stressful by, like, timing things out to do them on, like, a reasonable schedule. Right, like, planning things, setting a schedule, or even, like, hiring somebody to help you do that stuff if you having, can't do it yourself. Having somebody who you hire for 10 bucks an hour to go out flyering one day pay him 40 bucks and you're done. yeah exactly yeah uh but again that would require planning and yeah, they can't that's do not that. possible so it's <laughs> let's just get into the clusterfuck it's the day of the show yeah um the bass player and the guitar player don't make it in time for sound check which is not very helpful Mm-mm. not a great start but finally, the whole band gets together at one point before the show so they can rehearse a little bit. 90 and minutes I guess they... before showtime. They're rehearsing for the first time. Right. And this is the first time Carlin's rehearsed with them. So, like, mm-hmm. you don't even fully know if Carlin's going to be in this show that's happening in an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. No, Lawson just made it so that she basically couldn't say no. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck him. Fuck him. Um, but they rehearse. It goes okay, I suppose. Like I said, I thought Carlin sounded better than yeah. Lawson. So um, she still kind of seems unsure about the whole thing, though. And there's an air of will she make it on the stage or not? But it's like we know she's going to do it because yeah. first of all, this isn't to. like an actual big show. This is a church show. Exactly. She's it's sung not like at a... church before. She's not right. at the fucking country music awards. Right, and, like, almost everyone there is probably, like, family or family friends or, Mm -hmm. like, people from the children's hospitals, family, you know what I mean? People from IDLP in general just, you know, they're not going to come up and be like, you sucked. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. (laughs) Not, like, harsh music critics. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to get people (laughs) booing you off the stage. So the next issue is with the, uh, I guess, this, the Wi-Fi. There was a Wi-Fi issue, and it was causing them not to be able to scan tickets. Yeah. And, like, it was just a, a clusterfuck. And so they had to, like, rescan everyone's tickets, and everyone was getting kind of, like, pissed off, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, big long lines at the door. Didn't know who was supposed to be there and who wasn't, which, again, mm-hmm. I don't think you sold out the whole church. Does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> It's not like somebody's not going to have a seat because, like, they brought two extra kids that they didn't have tickets for or something. I don't know. Right, right. 
Okay, so finally the issue is resolved with the Wi-Fi and everyone can come in and get seated. And so the show can finally begin. And there's like a radio DJ there introducing Lawson. And yeah, he comes on stage. He gets started. I don't know. I just feel like his voice is just not. It's just just a normal fine singing voice. It's not like like I want to listen to an album of this. Exactly. Like somebody who would sing at church. Yeah. (laughs) But not somebody who would like have an album and tour. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe he's good enough to be like part of like a duo or a trio. Right. But not by himself as like a solo act. Like he's just not that. Like I'm not trying to be rude, but he's just not. He he doesn't have that strong of a voice. And he doesn't have a trained voice. And he doesn't, you know, it's all of these things that like he thinks he's better than he is. Right. Yeah. He's just playing churches. Yeah, he just has a lot of confidence. A little too yes. much. Yes. Which, of course, he doesn't do very well. His confidence nope. is not well-founded. Yeah, he's, he like starts singing one of his songs and he forgets the lyrics. And instead of just like going on and like, sh- like I don't even know, like going along with it. He just like stops the show and he's like, you know what? I can't believe this is happening, but I just forgot the lyrics. Yeah. And like for some people that works, like if Lady Gaga gets off or whatever, like I've heard this at actual like big concerts and people are like, you know, I messed that up. Uh That's because people know your songs. Yeah. And people (laughs) like know that you're a professional and you do that all the time. Like this is your first, your first performance, like in front of these people. Just lie. Just lie. Just exactly. Keep Just go with it. No one will know. Vibe with it. Um, it was so bad too because then he starts to sing it again and he still doesn't remember the lyrics. Like he clearly does not know the lyrics to this song that he wrote. Sir, yeah. you gotta practice more. <laughs> For real. They'd be like practice more than once ever. <laughs> I know. They always like rehearse like the day before, and it's like you guys, the rehearsing is like a, a long process. Yeah, you gotta go be a jam band in a garage for a while exactly exactly um but since it was uh, in association with the children's hospital they had some of the kids come up um on stage and sing with them and everyone was crying and it was a whole thing you know got which again i wouldn't have a problem with this if you know some of the proceeds of the show and of the concert were going to the children's hospital Mm -hmm. or some other causes that could help these children but who knows? We don't. I just. Who knows? <laughs> I don't trust him. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, and I can't throw him far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then it's Carlin's time to mm-hmm. shine, and thankfully nobody forgets the lyrics this time. Nope. And they seem to do pretty like. Yeah. Went pretty well. I mean, they both aren't great singers, but she's mm-hmm. better than him. And I just think her voice shows. is stronger than his. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. But I, I do think, I don't even know. Like I talked about, I want I want to hear the whole song because we didn't hear the whole song, and I want to see if it's awkward that a brother and sister are singing it together. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> it kind of just seems like it might just be about Jesus. Yeah, if it's just about <laughs> Jesus, totally okay, whatever. It's I can fine. see it, but I feel like in the and there might have been more than one song with Emily Ann, but I feel like I remember hearing them recording one that was about them like being together and breaking up, and mm-hmm. that would be weird to sing with your sister. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, the show's over. Lawson goes out and signs autographs and talks with everyone. And I mean, Gil and Kelly and everyone are so proud of him. 
I don't want to be a jerk because I know there are a lot of people who can't write and aren't literate and that they're like very reasonable reasons. But Lawson, sir, you can barely write your own name. Like when he was right, like trying to sign his name, it was like, you just are supposed to do like, scribble. Like make the, like make the first letter. Yeah. Somewhat legible. Yeah. And then the rest of it can just be a scribble. Yeah. It's like L scribble, B scribble, but he's out there like, learning his abcs and i yeah yeah it was painful (laughs) it was hard to watch (laughs) yeah definitely but yeah it's over at least so it was kind of a mess but he got through it i guess he did he made it nobody booed him off stage from the church i mean yeah it was a church and it was like his family and friends so you'd hope that wouldn't happen but yeah, I mean, like, 25 of the people who attended were directly related to him. <laughs> exactly. Well, probably even more than that, because yeah, I don't even know. I'm sure, but I know, like, 25. <laughs> At least. <laughs> okay. okay. The next episode is called Sweet Home Spartanburg. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. There's nothing good about Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm sorry. I've never been there, but it doesn't seem that great. It's just so. like all of the rest of South Carolina. And I know we dunk on all the stages. Stages? States. <laughs> we dunk yeah, on all, all the states. Yeah, all states suck in some ways. Yeah, yeah. So we're not specifically singling out South Carolina. We live in West Virginia. We know. <laughs> <laughs> we live in West Virginia, okay? <laughs> we're punching, we, we literally it. can't do anything but punch up at this point. We're at the exactly. bottom. Just we're the we're the trash state, so just know yeah. all of this is coming from a place of West Virginia. I definitely I definitely feel like we can say stuff more than like people from like California or like yeah. Washington. People like who those are people from like big cities and shit. No. No. You we don't live get, in West Virginia. <laughs> you don't get to criticize us out here in rural Bible hell. But we can mm-hmm. criticize each other. Exactly. So um because it's Kelly's 50th birthday and she didn't know the other party was happening that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of planned a little birthday party for herself in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is where she's from. Um, and she also wants to kind of take her kids there and show them around and you know, yeah. show them where mom grew up, which this is cool. a cute, fun idea that she got together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, Kelly's sisters, Kim and Kay are also there to kind of soak it all in and share the experience. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they do is go to the, the house that they grew up in, which I cannot fucking believe the owners of this house just allowed. Not just like, I mean, I mean, I think like the old owner of our house has come here before by himself and we Mike Kyler's talked to him and took him somewhere. But like they had like 30 people. Uh-huh. It Trump was like a museum exhibition. Yeah. And like <laughs> no thank you. A full like, oh, these are all the things that have changed. This is how the house is different. Like there's so there's so many risks there. You can be like, oh, I hate what you've done with the place. Yeah. You've exactly. ruined my childhood like, I, home. I would not be comfortable with this, but uh-huh. I'm just gonna say it right now. No. But you know oh, God. good on Keely and whoever I can't Keely and Billy were their names. So yeah, I mean, they're better people than I am, I guess. I guess. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, Kelly tells this story about how she used to sit in the tree in her front yard and, like, spy on people and, like, tattletale on them. Like, if mm-hmm. she saw somebody kissing, which, like, that's where all, like, Tori and all the other girls must have gotten it from. Oh, yeah. Big time. I think Kelly Joe is a large influence on these kids more so than, like, the Bates. Not the Bates. The fucking Duggars. I don't think the parents influence the Duggar children as much. Because they don't, 
they don't interact with <laughs> Yeah, they they are put in the incubator and then taken by Jana. Exactly. They are influenced by Jana. Yes. Um, yeah, so Kelly was the tattletale, and then one of the little kids in the talking heads was like, Mom should have worked for the government. She was a top spy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so God. funny. It was good. It was funny. Um, let's see. Oh, and so the uh, because the family feels guilty about intruding on these people's space, which yeah, they are repaying them by raking their yard, which is mm-hmm. such a Bates thing to do. Oh yeah, they should cut down a tree too. <laughs> exactly. Kelly says it's a way for her to reminisce on doing it as a kid, but I mean, I guess when you come like with like fifteen young kids that have a ton of energy. You know, it's like you might as well put them to work if they're yeah. gonna do it. They're gonna and be running around them outside because anyway. they're not gonna do well in the house. They're gonna fuck that exactly. <laughs> and of course, they make a huge leaf pile, and all of them are jumping in, including Kelly and her sisters. And can you imagine jumping into a huge pile of leaves like that in a denim skirt? Uh uh-uh. uh no. no, I can't imagine jumping into a pile of leaves like that. Like at my current age, too. Oh like, yeah. You hit the ground in the leaf pile. I've always figured, like found out like there's not yeah. enough leaves that like keeps you from like not eventually hitting the ground with like a right. joint. Yeah, I wouldn't do it now, and I'm not like I'm not even thirty, and I feel like I'm too old. Like my body is too old to do that. <laughs> yeah, like there, I can I can do lots of stuff in this thirty-one year old body, but I don't want to throw it on the ground. Like just yeah, not That's there's for, a like, lot of risk for low reward there for me. Yeah, that's for like flexible ten year olds who can just like <laughs> yeah. roll their body in weird ways and yeah. be totally fine. Who can whack their knee on a fucking cement curb and not regret it for three days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um and then of course after they jump in the leaf pile, the sisters all gather and pray together. <laughs> I know, and I'm so amazed it wasn't Kelly Joe being like, Why don't we pray? It was one of the other ones being like, Let's pray and I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. It's fucking weird. They're all like that. I've never prayed with my family. Like, um, I mean, other than yeah, like I mean, at church, like we've never got them. Like, we've got to pray together. No, yeah, the only time is like at funerals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, which, yeah, okay. So Kelly kind of goes in a little bit more about her background. She, when she was in third grade, her parents got divorced, and she stayed in South Carolina with her mom. Yeah, and her sisters moved to Tennessee with her dad, which is weird. That, that is a happen? weird situation. Why the kids? That is weird. I was wondering, like, like was there an issue? Like, did, like, Kelly, like, did somebody not get along with somebody? Like, what, yeah. like, why, yeah, why would just two... Was Kelly just too much of a fucking tattletale that she got left behind? <laughs> Maybe. I don't mm. know. But, yeah, like, why wouldn't the the girls stay together and, like, go back and forth yeah. or whatever? Like, I could see if, like, Chip, the, bro- the only brother of the group, like, went with his dad or something because, like, yeah. it was dudes and chicks. Like, that happens infrequently, but frequently enough. It's, but, yeah, separating kids out is weird. Yeah, it was weird. I, I I wanted to know more about that, but she didn't go into detail. Tell us, Kelly. Tell us your life story. God, spill the damn tea, Kelly. Why are you like this? <laughs> um, next up, they go to Spartanburg High School. Mm-hmm. which is where Kelly went to school and she has some of her teachers there, which is kind of cool. Like I'm kind of surprised that yeah. her teachers are still there and that they're like alive. Willing, yeah. And like willing to meet up with her and stuff, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was seemed like a cool and fun experience for her. And good. Mm-hmm. 
don't yeah. know. Yeah. I loved how the kids were all like so shocked at how big the high school was and it looked mm-hmm. just like a normal American high school to me. Yeah. Like it could be my high school. Like my yeah. high school was probably even bigger than that one, but like it <laughs> they were like shocked by how big it was. And They're it's like, like yep, wow. that's what school's like. Yeah, I know. This whole part just made me like really fucking sad for these kids. Yeah. Because they don't me get too. the experience of like socializing and learning and learning from other kids and stuff. I yeah. don't know. They <sighs> had um Kelly's old one of his her old science teachers like mm-hmm. there and he brought them to his class brought all the kids to his classroom and they're like yeah we want the kids to be able to experience what a real classroom is like and it's like then why don't you fucking send them to school yeah they can learn there yeah and but they were like all so like the teacher did a really like a, a inertia experiment mm-hmm. and the kids were all like so into it and really engaged and it's like they would they like loved it and it is sad that they're not given the opportunity to go to school. Yeah, because they might learn the devil's work. They might, God they might. forbid, think for themselves. Did Kelly learn the devil's work at, at this high school and that's why she won't let her kids go? She probably I mean, That's did. why I think it's it's always so weird to me. Like, why did you, like, you had a relative, like, you were conservative, obviously, and Christian, but, like, you went to regular school. Like, why can't you give that to your kids, too? Because she wild child don't have any there. regular life. It's because she was a wild Ugh. child and she can't deal with it but her kids god forbid might also have trauma that they need to work out in high school by being promiscuous or into weed or whatever i don't know wow imagine that being human being and making decisions and mistakes and learning from them yeah instead of just pushing them down forever until finally one day you fucking snap exactly or you just Um, get really into wine (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know it just is so I don't, I don't know. Like, I understand homeschooling for so many things, but it just makes me so sad that they're just homeschooling them just because they don't want them to be exposed to the real world. Yeah. And it, oh, yeah. I definitely see the benefits of homeschooling for a lot of kids. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not like, blanket statement downplaying homeschooling. Like, it could be so good and beneficial for kids, but, like, the, the, their reasoning is, is <laughs> to shelter their kids, which yeah. is not a good reason. And it's not like they're doing, like, the normal homeschool thing where it kind of keeps up with different grades and, like, you have the state testing and whatever. They're doing, like, the IBLP, like, pamphlets right. that tell you to wear a skirt below your knees or else you're going to go to fucking hell kind of homeschooling. Exactly, yeah. That's not not, not, not the curriculum I want Heat my it. child <laughs> to be taught. Um, oh, we head down to Florida and check in with Alyssa and John. Um, mm-hmm. Alyssa's nearing the end of her pregnancy. She says she's been pretty sick this pregnancy and it's been rougher because she, she also has a year and a half old. Which, yep. Who'd have thunk it? But I don't know. They seem fine. Yeah. I I just hope that Alyssa and John are just like so normal. Because they, they seem, seem like they pretty normal. Be normal. They, they do seem like some of the more normal of the mm-hmm. of them like they're still weird but they like yeah. got out and didn't want to be like a huge part of the show and the family and right like that, i can respect that they're far enough away from the the family that i feel like they can have their own you life. know life a little bit better um and they <laughs> do seem a little bit more normal than the other ones i agree yeah so finally, this episode wraps up back in Spartanburg and they go to the Beacon, which is a little restaurant and have a birthday party mm-hmm. uh, for Kelly with some of her college friends. Yeah, it looked it was fun. 
And mm-hmm. it's just kind of sad that Kelly gave up her entire life to be yeah. Fundy. Like, she had friends, uh-huh. she had a life, she had people that she knew and who liked her instead. Yeah, and she's like, I haven't talked or, like, I haven't kept in contact with any of these people. Right? Like, <laughs> how? I was also, like, like, I can't, okay. I can't imagine, like, a, a, a an old classmate of mine who I have not kept in contact with at all, like, inviting me to a party and me going to it. You know what I, I know. mean? Like, mm. I can't imagine, but... Also, we're not the most extroverted people, so. That is true. That might just be a me thing. Yeah, that might be an us thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it was really, like, nice to see Kelly as a person who wasn't just a mom and a wife. Yeah, definitely. It was good to see more about her life before. She it's... became only a mom and a wife, which, right, exactly. again, it's depressing. You can be many things. Exactly. It's, it is. It is sad. These episodes all just made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The whole family just makes me sad sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The world makes me sad, but World, yeah. big time. So let's get into this episode, because this is where the real shit gets going in this episode. I mean- Fire there, trucks there's... and diaper dumps. There's so much going on in this episode that I really need to come out in front. I need to say, I fucking hate the phrase diaper pounding. And yeah, it should no, not be I know. uttered by anyone fucking ever. They say it's where it's like a baby shower, but you just get diapers because you already have stuff, which like- reasonable don't fucking call it a diaper pounding it's a good concept but not a good name what is the pounding i don't get where that comes from maybe because you're getting diapers by the pound i don't know it just sounds bad and they didn't even use it for the thing it's a diaper dump in the title yeah which would be a little bit better but still gross because it makes me think of poopy actual poop yeah but yeah, like diaper pound, it just does not sound right. Yeah. And we, I've never heard of that term before this episode, no. so I don't think it's a widely used uh-uh. term. I mean, like, but most of the time, wrong. like, for second babies, like, the shower stuff is, like, called, like, a sprinkle or whatever, where they just yeah, bring, the like, sprinkle. the stuff that you always need for a fresh infant that Which you can't fine. keep. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, But yeah. Anyway, Don't all this is to say, Kelly wants to do something special for Alyssa since she's so far away and she doesn't get to do a lot to help. So they're going to throw her this. Uh, we're not going to say diaper the pounding. <laughs> um, so that all starts. That's like setting the stage for this episode is that's kind of what we're led to believe this episode is going to be about. And the plan mm-hmm. is Kelly was going to Michael's in Chicago and she was just going to fly straight there with Michael to Florida to do the diaper pounding. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then, while all that's happening, while Kelly is in Chicago, there's a fire. Oh, shit. Not in Chicago, again. Um, the So, there was a fire that started in the laundry room. And this episode starts with, I guess, um, Jeb woke Lawson up and told him that there was a fire and that they couldn't find Judson. Uh-huh. Which is terrifying. Yeah. God, do you think they, like, practice fire drills and, like, have, like, a check sheet for all the children that you know that everyone's accounted for? Um, no, I don't. Because they didn't really seem to know what the fuck they were doing here. And I think, well, we'll get into it in a second. Yeah. Um, We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But, um, so, finally, they, like, are scrambling. They locate Judson, and he's fine. And they get everyone out of the house. And Lawson actually, like, does some quick thinking and, like, closes the door to the laundry room to make sure the flames don't, you know, spread. Get out, yeah. And calls the fire department and everybody. And Gil's not there. He's on a job with Nathan. And so it's, like, all just kids. 
Yeah, and so and, Kelly's in uh, Chicago. A lot of the older boys are with Gil. And mm-hmm. it's like, what? Who did they leave in charge? Yeah, that's what I want to know too. We'll get it. We'll get into that in a second. But yeah. it's funny too because Zach is um working and he gets a call. He's out like doing his whatever Cop police off. patrol yeah. shit, and he gets a call to respond to an emergency at his parents' address. God. So he's like, "Oh shit, I should probably go there." And um, they call Gil, who comes down, and I think Nathan was like, "Oh my god, our house is burnt to the <laughs> ground." <laughs> which yeah I not mean, it's probably probably it's probably yeah and i get that like i i'm very much a like jump to the worst possible conclusion type person so yeah. i get that not helpful when your house isn't burned down exactly <laughs> prepare for the worst and then you're just at the worst you're ready to handle it and then at best you're pleasantly surprised i thought it was kind of wild that gil had the presence of mind to record himself for the up TV people for the producers. I know. While he's like, my house could be burning down. I don't know if my kids are all right. I just gotta pray. Help me, God. Help me, Jesus. And you're like, sir, you do not need to be recording this moment. Yeah, I thought that was so weird too. Like you, like really, I think up TV can can like piece together the narrative without this. They're there it, at the firehouse. You can <laughs> exactly. just like go and be like, oh my God, and then that's your intro. Right. That's your reaction. They had to spray the whole fucking house. So the water's all the way from the upstairs through the guest bedroom all the way to the basement, which, yikes. Yikes. Yeah, the fire kind of spread a lot because it was in the laundry room, and it's the laundry room is where they keep, it's like their family Mm -hmm. closet, too. They keep all their clothes and their, like, linens and everything. So obviously that's perfect fuel for flame. Yeah. Of course, this whole fucking time we're thinking, oh, it must have been the dryer or something. Because that's like the most common fire is lint in the dryer, tubey thing, whatever. Ignites. But no. No, it was not that. It was fucking Judd and Jeb playing with a lighter in the laundry room. And not just Just... a lighter. I think they actually had like a fire starter because they were talking about those sparks. So I think they were doing like... Lighting oh, shit God. on fire. Well, yeah, and they, yeah, they lit it on fire. And holy shit, I, I, this, like we talked about, like who was in charge if the if yeah. Gil and Kelly weren't here, if Lawson was asleep, yeah, and who he wasn't was home in charge? Till Five a.m. Like they knew he was asleep. It's who? like, and also like this, just like Carly? y'all have too many kids. You can't keep track of them. There, pe- there are two of them in the laundry room starting a fire. Yeah, like, that's. <laughs> God. That's Jesus. I know. God. But so, thankfully, like it was a miracle that the flames didn't spread farther because it was like a bad fire. Yeah. <laughs> that whole laundry room was like black. It was black. Yeah. And but they said that like when Lawson closed the door, that like really helped it not to not to spread. So yeah. Good job, Lawson. Yeah. You remembered one thing from fire safety. Thank God. Which he is an EMT. Somebody did. Isn't yeah, he? so you would hope. So I, I think all of them did he some might kind be. of fucking EMT or volunteer firefighter right. shit. So right, oh, just a just a clusterfuck, total clusterfuck. And so, of course, then we switch back to Chicago, where mm-hmm. Kelly Joe has just found out that her house could have burned to the ground because of her two smallest children. Yeah, and she's like, "I need to go home. I need to make it home." Which, like, yeah, yeah I get do. it too. Like, I want to be home too. You need to go home and watch, have someone watch your fucking children because. You, you gotta do it yeah exactly hey. like you 
sorry that you had 19 of them, but yeah, they all need to be watched at all times. Yeah, because... you you picked these 19. Like, you did them. You made them happen. Yeah. They aren't just, like, yep. foisted upon you. You didn't have octuplets. <laughs> exactly. It was one at a time. <sighs> so, yeah, she's visiting Michael, but not having a good time because she's preoccupied. Um, and then they go straight from Chicago to Florida. Yep. And yeah, which like, again, like I would just go home and I would be like, this is, we're not doing this. I would too. But at the same point in time, if they were like, Hey, all of your clothes and bedding and linen and everything. That's true. And it's just fucked. And we have to deal with the house and live in a hotel. I'd be like, well, maybe I'll stay on vacation. Yeah, no, I get that. Like there really isn't much she could probably do. And but at the same time, I would still just like need to be there to yeah. like be with my kids. I mean, kids. like I, I would want to be home, yeah. But you can't be home because <laughs> right, it was yeah. on it's fire. So not a good situation. I think she could have made the best out of a bad situation, seeing her kids, mm-hmm. her older kids, and living out of a suitcase that you had planned to live out of. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because the day after the day after the fire, like a service comes to help restore their clothes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like that shit takes time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but they go to Florida, and Gil actually meets them in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, which I kind of, like, I was thinking about this, and I was like, they left, like, did they leave all their kids, like, all their older kids to watch their younger kids uh-huh. in these hotels? Like, uh-huh. that's kind of shitty. Yeah, they did. Because that's what they do. Like, I don't know. Why don't these people <laughs> have other adults who come over and watch these children? Like, <sighs> I feel like, like, that's like, <sighs> I don't know. I was a little, I was like, at least one of them should be there. Are they going to gonna burn them in the hotel next? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, for real. Jesus. Other people get the fire starter over there. <laughs> so, yeah, they have a little get together at a park with some of Alyssa's friends to do this diaper pounding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really low key. And I mean, it was nice. Like, it's definitely yeah. a good like thing to do for Alyssa. Yeah. I did like that she said a diaper pounding is more baitsified. It is not elegant. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. I don't think you can really make something called a diaper pounding elegant, bud. No, not really. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Alyssa talks a little bit because Michael is there too. Mm-hmm. Michael came with Kelly um, about how it's her and Michael are very close and it's been really kind of hard to like talk with Michael about pregnancy things, baby things, because she's. Yeah, she doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Which I get, like that's that's a that's a tough situation all around. Yeah. Um. And Michael talks a little bit about how it's hard hearing new pregnancy announcements, but she's still very excited. So that's yeah. good. But yeah, it's I can't. It's hard. It's just a hard situation. Yeah, I think Michael's like the Michael and Alyssa are the only like sane Bateses who like understand other people's feelings and how their like actions can hurt other people. Yeah, who are like empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you'd hope that more of the 19 would catch on to that but Mm-mm. it's hard it's a hard scale we've learned especially the past year and a half has really exemplified how horrible people are at empathy yeah yeah they're really bad at thinking about anybody other than themselves mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful all right we got one more episode we're going to talk about this week yeah, and it's yeah. called loads of laundry and lots of lessons I wish they would have said loads of laundry and loads of lessons. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There was a missed opportunity there. Lots of laundry and lots of lessons. Loads yeah. of laundry and loads of lessons. But you got to keep the same word. Yeah. 
sorry sorry episode 10 namer you fucked up you fucked up we are not impressed fired (laughs) (laughs) lol so like as we said in the last episode the bates family have to stay at a hotel Mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of weeks because their house is badly smoke damaged yeah and um as you can imagine living in a hotel with you know like 20 people is awful yeah they have two suites but they're like on different levels yeah they have so it's like a two bedroom suites and those aren't like usually like one per floor so they're probably just like right above each other which is annoying right yeah yeah um and they talk about how you know everything's hard you can't really cook much so there's been a lot of fast food they can't do laundry well they can do laundry but there's only one Mm-hmm. washer and dryer and that's not very helpful when there are 20 of them yeah and they all don't have that much clothes because most of their clothes burnt up yeah lawson's like i've got two pair of pants and three t-shirts and i'm like yep that sounds about right sounds right yeah god that's such a bummer <laughs> yeah yeah um so they've been trying to teach jeb and judson about the gravity of playing with fire and setting shit on fire and of course the right. same day that they had their house set on fire it was the big gatlinburg fires mm-hmm. which caught everything the fuck on fire yeah lots i remember buildings. when that happened lots of people died it was bad yeah it was awful um and so <laughs> they decide they're going to use this opportunity to teach jed and judd a lesson which i do like agree it's probably good for them, but I thought this th- this whole part was very strange. It was so um, weird. Mostly, it, like, I can see if they were, like, going out and they did and, like, looked at all the houses yeah. and the foundations and stuff. But when they brought in the family that yes. had just lost their home, like, the, everything that they days owned. prior? Yeah. It was weird. And then they were like, yeah, our boys set a fire in our house and we're using your tragedy to give them a lesson. And it's like, okay. Um, but they did bring them, like, stuff, and which yeah. was nice. But it did feel weird. Like I, like I, like I totally get showing them. Like this is how bad it could have been. Like yeah. our house could have burned down. People could have died. It could have been bad. But like it was definitely like <laughs> weird and exploitative. Yeah, here's the zoo of the like poor family that has nothing except the car and the clothes on their back. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like um, this could have been us. These people could have been us. Thank God we're not these people. Yeah. It just felt it felt very weird. Very weird. But, you know, Judd and Jeb need to know not to burn down the fucking house. No, definitely. They, it, it's clear that they needed a clearer lesson on fire safety mm-hmm. and a clearer concept of just how, just how bad fires can be. Which, again, like, they have all these siblings that work in, like, emergency yeah. response and they can't get these kids to stop fucking setting the house on fire. I didn't set I the house on fire as a child. I was afraid of fire. I was afraid of fire, too. I was terrified of fire. My dad... So, when I was a kid, we went to Catholic Church, and so we did the Advent wreath and everything. Mm -hmm. And we had it on the table, and it has the long candles. And my dad passed his finger through it, and he was like, ha-ha, look, I can do it. He's like, you try it. And I was like, "Uh, no, I can't do it. Uh, And then he tilted the wreath so that my finger went through the flame, and I was like, "Ah! (laughs) I'm on fire! It didn't hurt. Nothing happened. Like, it was obviously very fine, and it was just a little flame, but, like, I was just like, no, never again. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I no fire. It's fire still terrifies me. To be fair. Yeah. But fire's scary. Fire's scary. It's reasonable to be afraid of fire. Yeah, it's like completely unpredictable and a thing of its own, and it can spread so fast, and it can kill you very quickly, and it can yeah. hurt. 
Yeah, and your hair catches on fire like nothing. Just yeah, yeah. So we next up we check on the progress of the church building that we talked about i think last week mm-hmm. um and it's kind of an excuse to get out of the hotel which yeah that's fair yeah um and they are mostly they're doing a whole bunch of stuff but they're mostly working on the bathrooms which yeah, yeah that's a priority yeah especially if you're gonna have lots of people in there mm-hmm. um they did kind of sneak it in i guess one of the boys did that he said that Gil's gonna be a pastor now, so I guess he's now the leader of this church that they bought. Yeah, which, which is, makes a lot of sense because I was wondering why he was so involved. But yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't. Gil doesn't strike me as a pastor type. He does, but only to his family. Like, yeah, like, it would be weird to see him addressing like a, a congregation that's not just his his offspring. Yeah. That's that's what makes that that is exactly what I mean. Like he's like yeah. he he can be a patriarch, but I just don't think he can be like a pastor. I don't know. It yeah. Seems weird. Yeah. It it is weird for sure. Um and then we also get to make fun of Lawson because he's really into checking out sound systems everywhere and uh-huh. he was you know, geeking out over the sound you system. Think I can plug a guitar into this. <laughs> and then we get to do the experience I've always wanted to have, but never wanted to give these people any fucking money. We get to go to the Ark Encounter. Oh, God. I cannot tell you how I just, I don't even know what to say. So I moved here the year before the Ark Encounter was finished. Uh-huh. And so I heard a lot about it because everyone was mm-hmm. like, why the fuck are they building a fucking Ark in the middle of Kentucky? <laughs> Now I now I know because we have just had floods, so yes. apparently they're fucking right. I don't know. Useful. Hope that shit actually floats. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we get to go to the Ark Encounter to get out of the hotel and go on a little road trip. Yeah, um, yeah. The Ark Encounter. I feel like I've just spent my whole life making fun of my whole life. It's only been open for a few years. Yeah, now, it's whole life making fun of it because it's yeah. like so close to us too. It's almost like a local thing. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it's I, I it's cr- it's just nuts. And so they go into the Ark Encounter, and the thing that I've heard about it is that they do have like screams of people dying outside of the Ark uh, over the stereo system, which we see because all the small yeah. children are like, "Why are, are there terrified. screams? Why is the storm? Like, what's happening? Why does it sound like we are at the end of days?" Yeah, like <sighs> that sounds traumatic as hell. No, thank you. I loved how just hearing them all be like, how in the world did Noah build this? And it's Boy, like, well, nobody um, yeah, he didn't. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't even know. Honestly, it looked kind of boring to me. Mm-hmm. And that just could be me. But it looked like, it, it, why didn't they have more animals? They only had a tur- one turtle and one goat. First of all, shouldn't there be two of each? Yeah. Second of all, like, you would think, like, the whole thing with the Ark was, like, not the whole thing, but, like, was having two of each creature. You'd think that they would yeah. have, like, more animals. No. I mean, I'm kind of glad they don't, because I don't think they're yeah, yeah, very yeah. well taken care of. But, like, no, they just Probably have, not. like, animatronics and shit, which the part that really got me when I first moved here and it first opened and the reviews came out, they did touch on in this, that they do have the pairs of dinosaurs. Yeah. Which is an interesting way to bring that into a young Earth theory. Yeah. Um, what I want to know is how all these animals 
like were in an arc and didn't kill each other. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the other thing is like if they do do it today, two by two, you're going to have the problem that Noah would have had that some of these animals will procreate and some mm-hmm. of them have short, more. short gestational periods. So you'll have like 50 goats in a yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't really seem like a very realistic story to me. Mm-mm. Not really. <laughs> Sorry. I just I mean, don't buy it. It's it's second to, like, Jonah and the whale. Yeah, yeah. Of realism. But even that, like, that dude somewhere got sucked in by a whale and shot out again recently here. It's possible. So maybe this is the most crazy one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I loved that Gil was taking pictures of all of the information signs on uh-huh. his phone so he could read them later. It's such a dad thing to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely that guy, too. Because I just want to look at all the stuff. But then I'm like, oh, well, I want to know about it later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spoiler um, alert. I never look at them again. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. The arc. It was. It looks scary. Like, it looks threatening from the outside and i don't like it if my neighbors started building that shit i too would be like "Mm -mm, fuck you noah like i don't want to be your friend yeah that's terrible i don't actually know this for a fact and i this might have changed but i think my grandma went to this because of course she did and um i've heard that the parking situation is like truly despicable (laughs) i think i've heard that too and also that it's very expensive yeah yeah it is fifty dollars a person Jesus. Oh. That's so much. That's just for general admission. So if you want to get into the museum, it's 80. Oh. Jesus Christ. I'm sure that the Bates didn't have to pay. They probably got in for free oh, like yeah. for publicity. Because otherwise, how much would they have spent? I don't Crazy even amount. know. So much. God, the annual pass is $500. Why would you want to go more than once? <laughs> That's the real question. Like, what yeah. is there to keep seeing? And doing? I can see going once, like out of curiosity. Yeah, like. whatever. Sure, I wouldn't, but I can get yeah. it if somebody else wants to. But yeah, to go back and like, You're like yeah, this is a fun weird. family experience. We walk around an arc and press some buttons. It's really fun to hear these people crying as they die while we walk into this arc. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucked up. It's fucked up, man. It is. It is. Yeah. I don't know. The only other part of this episode is they kind of go back to the house a little bit and check on the condition of things and things are still fucked up and it still smells like smoke. And they basically have to like re-sheet rock and re-floor and repaint the whole laundry room area to get rid of the smoke smell. So it's like gonna be a while. Kind of a mess. Hot mess. Yeah, the house does not look great. Mm-mm. I don't like it. I like it. <laughs> they probably don't like it either. No. Well, then maybe I like it. But- yeah exactly maybe you know i mean not that it's like at least thankfully nobody got hurt but it is yeah. kind of like yeah you really need to be watching your kids and like Somebody making sure they're not out with a fire starter yeah yeah and maybe put those in like a locked area yeah like why was that accessible to this child come on now i don't know it was it was crazy i was not i was fully not expecting this when i watched these like these episodes i was not expecting a giant fire to be part right? of it but here we not, are i'm not ready but i got through it <laughs> <laughs> we did we got through it um, but yeah i think that about wraps us up for this week 
Um, but if you have anything to say about this episode or any of our other episodes, or if you have anything to suggest for us to watch in the future, you can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And you can find us all over the internet on Instagram, Reddit, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere at tvliterate. And we also have a Ko-fi account, ko-fi.com forward slash tvliterate. If you want to pitch us a buck or two to help us with our monthly hosting fees, we're not we're gonna get rich but we do love you guys and hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> and um if you have time and can leave us a review that would be really great and helpful and um spread the word let anyone else know who might be interested in trashing on fundies and other trash tv mm-hmm. um let us know let them know about our podcast because we would love to have more. more of you yeah yes and we will be back next week with another episode Bye-bye. bye bye bye